guys, welcome back to another live episode. Again, I'm doing a simultaneous stream right now. So for those of you who are actually listening on my podcast, I'm doing this live just as I did last week. It's so funny though because I didn't have it set up. So like the five seconds on the Facebook Live, my yeah. Anyways, guys, welcome back to another episode of IELTS Live Coaching. Man, it is a Saturday morning right now out here in Bangkok, Thailand, and I told myself I'm going to get some cardio in, meaning do something that will speed up my heart rate so I can wake up and then do uh, this wonderful Facebook Live. So for those of you, again, who are listening on my podcast, thank you so much. Everything is going to be available again on my blog, which I upload simultaneously uh, probably five minutes apart from the podcast being uploaded. Oh my god, excuse me. So, with that being said, guys, here we go. Let's dive into what we're going to be talking about today. So, if this is your first time tuning in, I normally do IELTS coaching on Facebook Live, okay? Those are for those of you who are listening on the podcast. Now, for those of you who are actually listening on Facebook Live, or I'm sorry, watching on Facebook Live, welcome to the party. And so you guys have been doing this for a while, well, I guess five weeks. Today is episode 00. Five, and we're going to talk about lexical resource, checking, correcting, and assessing yourself. Now, see, when you're able to assess yourself, your language, and everything you possibly do wrong during the IELTS speaking part, hey, you're able to make those types of corrections, and then you're able to refire, reaffirm, and figure out what is going to help you throughout the process. So I've been over a lot of different things. Already. Oh my god, I need to take breaths. Seems like I just talked for like three minutes straight. So, anyways, um, I've gone I've gone over quite a few tips in terms of IELTS part three, which is very, very vital. So I do hope a lot of you actually tune in to my podcast or go back to my Facebook what what is it, my Facebook lives on my Facebook page, which of course is in the link. If you guys don't want to do that, again, it's Arsenio's English and Test Preparation learning. All right. So here we go. Let's go over lexical resource. So what are what is your lexical resource score? So basically, this is one of the criteria that you are graded on and it all deals with possessing a range of vocabulary. Now, I just started teaching another IELTS student just recently and he lacks a significant amount of confidence, but confidence can be built quite rather quickly. However, one thing that he does not, uh, he kind of lets his thoughts get all over the place sometimes when I speak during my podcast, right? So because I have a tendency of going off on tangents and getting off subject, he kind of does the same thing, but it just seems like he speaks with no substance, meaning there's just a lot of rah, rah, rah. He could speak a lot, but there's no structure to his speaking. So what I do, of course, in the first four hours of my one-on-one tutoring or, you know, tutoring out here in Thailand, I always focus on, you know, figuring out what areas seem to be very problematic that we can improve rather quickly and we need to improve rather quickly because if we don't improve, it's going to end up being a big, big problem, right? So I always focus on that. The second thing I focus on is, of course, the little things that we could develop that will enable him to score higher. All right, so a lexical resource and range of vocabulary. How do I do this? Well, there are a variety of different books, but I focus on the things that most examiners always ask. 
Now, what do you mean by that, Arsenio? Well, the basic, I guess you could say the part one, frequently asked questions. Where do you live? Describe your favorite uh, room in your home. Describe your neighborhood. Uh, what do you do? Do you like your subject? Do you like your job? Da, 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 da. Those frequently asked questions and not having a robotic response to those questions and having more of a, lack, a natural response will help. But the lexical resource, it's all about the range of vocabulary. Don't you reuse the same word over and over and over. That's called recycling. Okay? And if you do that, guess what? The lexical resource score in your speaking part is not going to be sufficient enough. And that could ultimately dampen your overall score. It could bring it down. All right. So is it good? And another question going on to the bottom part of this lexical resource. Another one of my students, he speaks very formally. Right now, the thing is, OK, if you want to speak formally, I guess that's completely up to you. However, I told him about using idioms. He said, Arsenio, I don't think using idioms is that good for the test. I said, absolutely. Idiomatic expressions. That means you have a very nice grasp of the English language. Now, if you use it incorrectly, yes, it might hurt you. But using idioms, it just shows your natural ability to flow with the language. Because the thing is, you don't want to have a robotic response. What is a robotic response? Well, uh, some of my students, <laughs> she's told me so many times, that she's like, I'm going to memorize his speech. I, I said, you know what? If you memorize verbatim, you're going to lose. He's going to stop you during mid-question, and he's going to go on to another question to completely throw off your game. Because he realized you already memorized that. Do not memorize a damn thing. Just become familiar with all the topics. So this is why I do a lot of different speaking, and of course, I'll get into this in probably a couple of weeks. We'll have a discussion about uh, a variety of different vocab. All right, so again, what are some of those idiomatic expressions? Well, guess what? Here we go. I got four bullet points, of course, in the notes section. And for those of you who are listening on the podcast, they are on the blog. So some of these bullet points are actions speak louder than words. See, a lot of people, what does that mean? A lot of people talk, 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 but there's no action to follow it. Got it? The next one is you can't judge a book by its cover. This is one of my favorite. Of course, being an African-American teacher in Thailand, let's just say I've had my, my troubles here. However, you can't judge the book by its cover. If you open up that cover and say, oh my God, that's who you are? Yeah. See, you judge me just based on the cover. See, I love using that expression. Now, when can you use that? Of course, when you travel. All right, so if you've traveled to a different place and you were mistreated like some of my students were, they said they went to England, they were mistreated, they were held outside the store and this and that, and I would have immediately said, you know what, apparently that specific security guard standing outside of that convenience store judged us based on our cover. Bam, that is money, all right? Next one, the best of both worlds, all right? Now, little did I know I had the best of both worlds. When I was living with my mom, my mom speaks Spanish and English. My grandma does not speak any English. She speaks only Spanish. Why? She is from Puerto Rico, okay? However, little did I know that I had something that could actually help me. If I had learned Spanish, if my mom had spoken Spanish and my father had spoken English, I would have got the best of both worlds. You see that? My teacher was a bit of a slave driver. I actually found this online, 
and I'm guessing a slave driver, somebody that pressures you to do a lot of different things, all right? So again, these are different expressions that you can use during your speaking. So here we go. Checking, correcting, and assessing. This is the second part of this specific topic talk slash podcast. Here we go. Number one, dealing with problems. How do you deal with problems? Okay, so this can mean if you have a problem in terms of a question, it's very, it's it's really hard. I don't know which side to take, to be honest with you, because one person says, okay, you can, uh, you can read, you can ask the examiner again. However, I worked with people before that said, if you ask the examiner a question over, your points are going to be marked off. Now, I actually heard that from people that didn't even know what the IELTS examination was. However, I've seen this written in books and I've heard from examiners themselves that, hey, yes, you can re, I guess you could re-ask a question. But honestly, I'm not all for that. So that's kind of like dealing with problems in terms of being asked questions and not understanding the general gist of that specific question. All right. So pronunciation and intonation, running words together. This is called chunking. I'm going to get into this in the advanced portion of my ESL podcast coming up sometime next year, maybe after March or April. We got a long way to go. But this is, again, called chunking, natural English, as you hear me speaking, okay? Again, if you can ultimately use this to your advantage, that's going to get your score up, 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 okay? And assessing your level. So, again, just always... Carefully listen to the examiner's questions, because if you don't, next thing you know, you might fall into a trap, and this might happen, and that might happen. A lot of things might happen. Do you understand what I'm saying? So here we go. If you did not understand something, or you said something that you didn't want to say, I got a couple of bullet points, okay? Of course, on the blog, if you're listening on my podcast, and on the live, go into, of course, the notes section of my Facebook page, you can see that. So, here we go. Bullet point number one. Sorry, I meant to say, that's going back to a previous point where you said something that you didn't particularly want to say. You could go back and say, you know what, sorry, I meant to say, Japan is one of the most wonderful countries on the planet. It's an example, right? Bullet point number two. I've never really thought about that before. So if he asks a very difficult question, rather than saying, uh, and making something up out of thin air and just completely veering off the topic, you could say something like this, and maybe that'll give you time to think about what to say. So again, this is a seven-word sentence, so right after that, you're going to have to come up with something. Mm, sorry, I've never thought about that before. But since you've actually said it, this is what I think. You see what I mean? That gives you probably, what, I guess four or five seconds to think? So, again, this is a nice little thing you can ultimately uh, use during your talk. So, the fourth criterion, pronunciation. I love pronunciation. Now, you need to sound clearly. Use an intonation and stress to help communicate your ideas, okay? Running your words together naturally and clearly, not in a robotic way. Like I've already mentioned, that's called chunking. Now, a great way to practice intonation. I know a lot of you out there, okay, are probably listening to me uh, <clears throat> and you've been wondering, okay, how do I do this? How do I do that? I don't really understand and this and that. Guys, I've been there. I've done that. Trust me. Now, at the same token, if you can actually just copy how native English speakers sound, 
you will ultimately produce that sound. That's all there is to it. Now, I know some people. Let me give you an example. I've been living in Thailand for a while. I met a teacher one night, four years ago, okay? He asked one of my friends, Alutaurai. Now, he's actually trying to say, Ayutaurai. Ayutaurai. Meaning, how old are you? Ayutaurai. But he said, Alutaurai. With no enunciation whatsoever. He expected my friend to understand. But she didn't. I understood. Because maybe I've been there and I've done that. See, he's not mimicking what Thai people say. Therefore, he is not understood. And then he gets frustrated because Thai people don't understand him. Because he's not putting forth the effort into learning the language. Guys, remember the girl that I had a Spanish class with. Now, again... There's a two word, video cassette. And Spanish is video casatera. She said video casatera. That's not good enough. And people are going to laugh, especially in America, because you're not trying, all right? You need to mimic and practice the intonation of whatever, I don't know, whatever country you live in or whatever language you're trying to learn, okay? I've actually heard this from a guy that lives here. And he says he would just practice the tonality of everything. You know, like, cow, cow, cow. There are different ways of practicing, all right? But the whole focal point of this is, if you mimic it, you're ultimately going to learn it. So, to top this bad boy off, okay? I'm going to give you some of the examiner's comments, all right? That I've actually, uh, you know, basically... Conjured up, I found online, some of my friends gave them to me, and this is what they normally write down in terms of the comments, if you actually do an IELTS speaking. So, one is slow speech and frequent hesitation. What does that mean? Um, well, you know, I, I'm from uh, Thailand, okay, see? there It's slow, and there's a lot of hesitation. Well, um... Uh, yeah, that sound, that little sound that's coming out your mouth, right? But you don't say the word. That's hesitation. Discourse markers, this is actually very good. Well, so, it depends. Actually, I think so. These are very good because it separates thoughts and it shows what side you're taking at the very beginning. Or if you're trying to link a thought or go on to another one or do a compare and contrast, right? Good vocabulary. What? Is good vocabulary through the eyes of examiners, mm, architectural design, the last two decades, cooperative, tolerant. These are actually good vocab words, and they will actually write that down. So these are the types of things you want to go after. Now, again, there are different things that he would say in the negative connotation, such as, you know, limited flexibility, uh, lack of range, repetition on certain items, Slow speech interferes with chunking and rhythm. Now, another thing somebody would say, they have or she has or he has a problem with TH. So what is TH? Well, that's the, 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 three, 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 tree, tree, three, tree, three, tree. A lot of my students have a problem with that. They cannot enunciate the, 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 TH. So... If this is a problem that you're suffering from, fix it right now. It's an easy fix. You just have to practice. You have to say it probably 100 to 200 times a day. Listen to it 
and say it over and over and over. I actually made a one-minute video on my Instagram Live about this because, again, it's a very, very critical component of understanding something that you're not good at that could be an easy fix but can also be of detriment on the exam. So, again, if you're suffering from a specific word, fix it now because you don't want to lose points from that specific, just such an easy fix. All right, so the, 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 uh, again, another one, which I'm probably going to make another Instagram live uh, following this video, uh, is the, what is it, the um, the beginning blend, SP. Sp, 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 sp. A lot of my students, they say sapa, sapa. They put the schwa before the P. So it's S, schwa, P. Sapa. So if I say Spartan, Spartan, or Spartan, Spartan, they say sapatan, sapatan. They don't say spoon, 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 spoon. They say sapoon, 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 sapoon. This is another problem that a lot of people would get marked down for and lose marks in the IELTS test, of course. So, <sighs> guys, listen to this again, available on Facebook Live. I promise I'm going to start hitting off these YouTube videos. I've been slacking, absolutely. Where are my YouTube videos? Arsenio, I completely agree with you. I'm going to hit it. Trust me. I'm going on vacation soon, guys. So, huh, all of these things, of course, are going to be coming up. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. For those of you who are tuning in live right now, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Again, if you like this, please share it. If you shared it, that means you like it. That means I appreciate you. And I am so grateful for you. As always, guys, stay tuned for the next one. Tomorrow morning will be TOEIC. For those of you listening on the podcast, TOEIC has already come out this past Tuesday. All right? I completely lost my thought. This last Tuesday, all right? So, with that being said, guys, thank you so much. Have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual. Thanks for tuning in to the live, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Over and out.